Welcome to Ford Ram and Goal. We're getting a little closer to football season, so in the meantime, let's drink. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do it. Welcome to Ford Ram and Goal. Today, we'll be talking a whole spectrum of things. As I said, we're getting closer to football, so we'll talk some of that. We'll talk a little baseball, talk a little basketball, even talk a little bit of hockey. Um, Dick, say hi. What's up, Drammers? How's it going? Cool. Hit him with the socials. All right. So, Drammers, as we always do, um, really important to make sure you're following us on the social media. So, Instagram, Facebook, um, that's both uh, 4THDRAM, hashtag 4th Dram. Um, also, you can follow us on Facebook. That's 4th Dram and Goal. And, of course, make sure to follow us and rate us on all of your podcast streaming services to include Audible, CastBox, Spotify, et cetera, pretty much wherever you're listening to us right now. Obviously, we're there. Um, we want to make sure that we're getting any feedback from you. So as we always tell you, shoot us an email, man. Goal at gmail.com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L at gmail.com. We're here. We're ready for you. We want to take your feedback. And hey, you know, if you got a question or got some good points or comments, we might actually bring you on the show to drink some whiskey and talk some shit. And like you said, we got football drama we got playoffs we got a whole shitload going on but what i'm really excited to talk about you talking about playoffs um, i think you mixed Alan Iverson. so you're talking about practice and her med words no it doesn't doesn't no yeah it's not her med words dick for meal uh yeah you're right but still i was closer than you were uh, well whatever as usual for the editing uh, the editing floor so, yeah, we're going to talk about playoffs. And then what I'm really excited for is I took a distillery tour down at Matt, Samuel Maverick Distillery with my dad and Ed. And I want to give a little roundup about that as we review some of their whiskey tonight. So I kind of answered my what am I drinking tonight. What about you, man? Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. Um, it'd be nice when we finally get to do one of these tours together. Uh, you know, I did the Gulf Coast. You did Maverick. I actually gotta find somewhere in the middle. There you go. Um, I actually picked up a Texas whiskey myself, and it is a second bottle in the last month because the first one was so good, and I posted a picture of it on the Instagram, and I thought I had to do it justice uh, and bring it onto the show. I have Whitmire's original whiskey bourbon and rye blend. Um, That is a local Houston distillery. Pretty cool background. Two brothers. Uh, were in, enlisted in the Army together after September 11th, came back, went to college, and then started their distillery dreams. And this specific bottle, like I said, it's a bourbon rye blend, which you know intrigued me right off the bat. But some other things about this specific bottle is I've got batch 12. The first bottle I had earlier this month was batch 11. It is 55.2, which is right around my sweet spot of 110.4. The rye is from Indiana. The bourbon is from Texas and Kentucky, which is on the back of the bottle. And the cool thing is $1 from every bottle bought of this goes to the PTSD Foundation of America and Camp Hope of Houston. So that itself was another reason to buy this delicious. Well, I'll wait to give you my official scores, but this very good should make. Obviously, if you're trying it again. Yeah, obviously, if you're trying to get it, maybe 
in the in the positive column. It, what do you think? It'll be around there. I'll say that. Um, yeah, man. Right. But there's a there's some stuff to talk about. I was up late watching that Suns game. The craziest, like, let's just draw it up and put it above the rim and just dunk it. Like that's the easiest thing. I'm just I'm doing a little rift. Well, I want to do for a second for our headlines. Like, let's get into it. Well, I was going to get to that. I was going to say, but let's go. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have, I don't have a nice story this time. (laughs) Okay. Freestyle. Sorry, man. Talk about like the classic, like every time you draw it up in the sand, just throw it up above the room and dunk it. I mean, it's that easy, but never happens. Well, that happened last night. Was that, did you stay up for that? Was that not past your bedtime? It was past my bedtime, but I did watch like it on streamable afterwards um, in the morning. So I didn't watch it live. Didn't have that kind of thrill like you did. That's lame. Uh, Some of us have to work during the summer. Oh, nice. I do work. I just happen to have a couple more days off than you. Uh, It's not my fault. Your career counselor sucked. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the best was Michael Wilbon's and Stephen A. Smith's reaction because those two, it's kind of. The loudmouths, you know, the, the the good ones to listen to, just to see them stunned like the rest of America. But that is it. There was a picture of them, like literally with their mouths open. Right, it was, that it I was a video. Yeah, yeah, there was a video of them, like as it happened. So, with that perfect setup last night, let's talk about our second dram and get into our headlines, starting with the. I don't. I don't think that was the old playoffs nbc i think that was like i think the second time you've done that is, right? um yeah i just my favorite nba jingle is the old tnt's in the house or the nba's in the house on tnt you know what i'm talking about get it right if you're gonna reference it uh nba uh, playoffs oh. four pot in the kettle buddy <laughs> four teams <laughs> i'm so accurate four teams who have not been in the finals since the merger we've got the suns the hawks the bucks and the Clips. Who? Clips. Oh yeah, the Clippers. That other LA team. Um, I've actually got the Hawks and the Bucks on right now. Those Hawks, man, telling you, talking about a team that came in hot into the playoffs and are just keeping it going. It's the start of the fourth, and the Hawks are up in Milwaukee, eighty-eight to eighty-five. Uh, they have been exciting and a lot for the reason that I talked about on the last episode, or maybe the one before last. I don't know. Uh, these are teams that we don't usually see this time of the year, and it's been a good while since somebody by the name of LeBron James or Stephon Curry was not playing. Uh, so what are your thoughts so far from a not-so-much-NBA dude? Yeah, I mean, I think the last time I saw the Suns or the Hawks this time of year, it was during the or the NBA lottery. So that's uh, the most recent time I've seen them was late. I, I love the fact that we're in this four-team playoff right now. Uh, like you said, you know it's going to be history no matter what. Um, at the end of the day, someone is going to write their, you know, own story into the history books, the NBA history books, the ABA history books. Um, and I like the fact that there was so much drama. I mean, so much drama so far, even in the second round. Like in the first round, it was his own can of worms, but. The second round, the Sixers got surprised, man. They 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 did not see that coming. I mean, the Suns went for the sweep. Did you see the uh, the Suns sweep guy or the Suns and four guy? Who didn't see the Suns and four guy? <laughs> Some people. Hey, who, who didn't not like think he was the coolest guy in the world? 
before he, right. he got tickets from Devin Booker. <laughs> now, how, how does how does he one up that? I mean, is that his 15 minutes of fame, or does he become the the Suns and Four guy forever? I might try to kick his ass to get my 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> I don't. Uh, dude looked like he had a little bit of uh, hockey in him. You know what I'm saying? Like, what he go? F- he went for he. <laughs> I didn't notice all that, but. He went for the what the jersey grab and then the uppercuts. That was that's either classic hockey or classic Irish pub, right there. Yeah, definitely not classic Kimbo slice or anything. No. Um, does it take away? And we'll get to the Nets in a second. Does it take away like no Kawhi Leonard? So maybe the Clippers have an asterisk. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Suns. I mean, they don't have you know CP3 right now. Exactly, but he will be coming back. He will. Yeah, uh, it's probable. And Stephen A. Smith, it's a guarantee, but probable uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, I, well, then let's get on into it. Does it say anything that the Nets didn't win at all? I think it says a lot of things. It's just what's what's the storyline you want to follow, right? You know, you can't just throw money at a problem. You know, the Yankees model is not the same model. Um, the the era of super teams don't always pan out. Um, Kevin Durant can't walk into any team and make them better. I think it says a lot about KD from the standpoint he couldn't win with with uh, the Thunder. He went into a winning team already, won with them, but then thought he could, you know, take his moxie and his prowess over to uh, Brooklyn, and it didn't work. It just didn't work. I mean, he had a bunch of – tools around him too i i think if if the one storyline i really want to focus on is kd out of all this not so much the nets themselves see and i won't do that uh and i'm not a kd guy because of the move to golden state and i think sometimes like the interview with charles barkley to kick off the year i mean just (laughs) i mean talk about sulking a little bit i'm not a kd guy but his game's never in question i do not think he has anything to do with why they lost, including the air ball at the end. Um, I do think you made a good point. You can't just throw money at it. I still think it's kind of a failed season because of um, not winning at all. But I still think it's how the, you know, the classic, what's that? Uh, what was that movie? Jim Carrey, where he's God. Oh, Bruce Almighty. It's how the cookie crumbles. I mean, and that yep. happens for every team. Uh happened to the Warriors a couple of years ago when they lost Durant and Clay. You always got these little asterisks. So I think the way the playoffs worked out, the Nets became that story. Like, okay. It was kind of like a handicap in golf. I think that definitely even the playing field uh, with Irving going out and Harden basically. There was one game where he played. I don't know why he played that long. He was just in there to be there. Uh, so I definitely would have a lot more ammo to talk shit had they lost with the full crew, but that doesn't take anything away from the Bucks. No, not at all. But I mean, for the Nets, it was championship or bust. Right. I mean, it's a failure to your point if they don't win at all. Yeah. And it'll be a huge failure if they don't win it next year. Uh, yeah. I just wonder how many, uh, how many dates with porn stars Katie's going to have during the summer and if he's going to bring his side girl for a guarantee slam dunk each time. That's a lot of Barstool, man. You watch a lot of Barstool. <laughs> um, Dude, that was one of the more entertaining stories I've read in the last couple of weeks. Trey Young's the other big story. 
Dude. Big story? Well, yeah. Was that a... He's five. That is short. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You're better than that. Um, no, they're like, you know, the Nationals in the MLB a couple years ago where they just got hot and they just kept it going. They fired their coach and they just kept it rolling. And did they fire him like yeah. midseason? Yeah. And I know they beat the Knicks and Trey Young was the villain, but I'm rooting for them, man. I'm rooting for them the way they're doing, uh, and I would love to see a Suns-Hawks final. I won't predict yeah. that. I will go, and this is setting you up so you can follow me, I will go Suns-Bucks. I know that's easy to say right now with the Suns up 2-0. I'll go Suns-Bucks. What about you? I'm Suns Bucks as well. I'm picking the Suns to win it all, though. All right, so you beat me to that prediction. I do want it. Oh, you took my you took my thunder, so oh, I had to Jesus, take yours. There's only two teams from. I mean, the chances of it are pretty good. We'll see if you copy uh, me because I know more. Ah, uh, yes. Well, then believe. Watch this, Sherlock. I'm going to go with the Suns to win it all. Uh, I know some people, especially Chuck, is guaranteeing that the Bucks are going to win it all, but I don't know, man. These the Suns, and I'm rooting for them. Fan-wise, that crowd at that game last night, Phoenix was rocking. Yeah, I mean, is that the one thing they've had to cheer for in God knows what, 15 years? The Cardinals. Sure. Um, When they're not playing in Mexico. Three seconds. What's the name of the professional hockey league team in Phoenix? Three. Oh, well, you know they exist, so (laughs) I was surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I mean, I used to, I lived oh, in Arizona for a couple that's years. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that. I thought that was pre Coyotes, but I guess yeah. they've been around for a while. Uh, it might have been right on the cusp. I mean, that was like mid '90s. So um, I made the reference back to the, the Tucson Gila Monsters a few episodes back, and I looked them up, dude. They only existed for like two seasons. And it's like the two years that I lived there. Said, yeah, and then you sent me down a whole rabbit hole the other day. I looked up, I googled best minor league baseball hats. There is a whole heap load, uh, thanks to your little Arizona, whatever they were called when you were five or six. Um, two of them that I've got to get are the Amarillo Sod Poodles uh, and the River City Panda Rocket Pandas. No, Rocket City Trash Pandas, my bad. Okay. All right. That's more like a Trash Pandas. Yeah. It's a raccoon. You did not know that. I did know that, no, dude. Trash. I mean, that that's a that's an it's been a meme for like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. No. Yes. Oh well, yeah. Then what the hell right, is a sod poodle? Check on it. I don't know what that is. That's not an internet meme. I yet. think it's a prairie dog. I don't know. It looks like an armadillo with a fluffy tail. Mm. But that's not it. Um, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. But I mean, how can you? It's hard for me to, to admit the fact that anybody's going to get past the flying chonclas. Yeah, but those, that has sentimental value. Of course. I've lived it. <laughs> uh, San Antonio Missions, their alternate uh, Mexican Heritage Month is the flying chonclas, which I find to be funny and slightly racist, but it is very entertaining. I lived through it with my mom and my wife, so it's not racist if it's not true. 
What else you got, buddy? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about NHL playoff. NHL playoffs. Anything out there? I don't know a lot. Uh, the Islanders are on right now. Uh, they're losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Didn't they lose like 8-0 last night? They, it was two nights ago. They got spanked. I don't know if there's coming back from that. But it's 2-1 to one right now in the third. Tampa Bay wins. It's over. Uh, the only cool thing in association I have with it is I'm rooting for the New York team that's blue and orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the Knicks. Uh, if the Canadians beat Las Vegas, I guess it's the matchup of boring uniforms. Uh, if Vegas, With the Lightning and the Knights. Yeah, no, it would be the Lightning and the Canucks. I'm sorry, the Canadians. Oh. If Montreal wins, um, but yeah, Didn't they used to be the Canucks. No, that's Vancouver. Ah, thanks. You're okay. gonna start a whole riot with that one. Uh, My bad. Other than that, yeah, we have the Stanley Cup. I will definitely – I do watch the final game of the Stanley Cup every year or the elimination game if it starts, you know. Uh, drink a couple Molsons, throw on my New York Rangers jersey, enjoy it, kind of like the lacrosse national championship. I mean, Stanley Cup's the coolest trophy in sports. I'm not going to argue with you. It was that. five feet tall or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, it keeps getting taller. It's <clears throat> wild. What else we got? All right, so what do you who you what are your predictions? We got four team final. What do you think? Uh I'll go Tampa Bay. We're defending champs. Why not? All right, I'll go Golden Knights just for shits. Nice. And then if they win, giggles. Um, all right. So other thing I really want to call out. I mean, it, it is Pride Month and we talk about, you know, NFL stars making their, you know, their their name right and really getting the kind of like diversity and inclusion factors built into sports, which, you know, a lot of people are for. Um, and if you're not for it, that's your prerogative. That's fine. But I do have to call, call out Carl Nassib. Um, I mean, he went out Twitter or sorry, Instagram announced that he was gay and owned it. And I mean, not that it should be a big deal, but I think it's a momentous, uh, you know, foot forward for uh, all of professional sports, not just the NFL. Um, one fun fact, I mean, obviously a lot of people are supporting him. He's the number one selling jersey this week uh, for all NFL jerseys. So uh, we'll shout out to the L.A. Raiders and uh, Carl. Did you uh, see any of those? Did you see the announcement or any of the reactions? I did. Um, and you made a huge mistake there. Hmm. So the Las Vegas Raiders. Um... Oh, thank you. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Los uh, Angeles Rams, Las Vegas Raiders. My bad. I'm yeah. still getting used to this, guys. No, he, it was good for him. Congratulations. There's definitely, and I think there was a lot of people that were split between the two. There were those that were saying this shouldn't be a big deal anymore, which it should not. It should, you know, shouldn't be a big deal. And then there are those that were saying um, it is a big deal and it needs to be celebrated. And I think that and they're both right in their own arguments. Uh, he didn't, this is a great thing that he did. Um, it's awesome, especially with the donation. And then there's a part where like, I hope we get to the point where this does not need to be done. Yeah. Now I don't want to get lost in the history books. Like Michael Sam Mm -hmm. was the first open gay NFL player, right? He just was not the first NFL player Uh, because he came out before he was drafted. And he was an active NFL roster with the, with the with the Rams, right? So I think I think he was the first openly active. I think everyone prior to him had already this. They made their announcements post retirement. 
Right. Uh, so yeah, but he did not make a team. And this this guy's a dude. So, uh, did, have you ever seen him on Hard Knocks? No. He was on Hard Knocks. I never watch Hard Knocks, man. Why not? I don't. Just never got around to it. Hmm. I know. Judge me. It's cool. I need to find a new coach. Um, because Hard Knocks is awesome. Yeah, I remember the first season with the Ravens and Saragusa and Sharp and Ray Lewis. Um, anyway, uh, dude, of course, Penn State, dude's wicked smart. He gives like a financial advice on an episode when he was with the Browns. It's freaking awesome because the, the guys are like, oh, shit. Like it, it's, it's it makes a lot of sense what he says. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was I, I didn't watch too many. He was with the Raiders last year, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, he's with the Raiders this year or this last year. Yes, yes. Okay, didn't see too many Raiders games this last year. But dude had a good season. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see him play. Uh, I'm still definitely wanting to get over there to that new stadium, as we've talked about. And I heard tickets are cheap to Vegas right now. So, Dude, I don't know if tickets are really cheap anywhere, man. Um, I was listening to a podcast today about basically American Airlines, for example, having to cancel people's like flights, return flights, like the day of because they don't have ground crew or um, stewardess or stewards to actually man the plane. So crazy world right there. Definitely. Uh, what you got <laughs> up? In Maybe the- a buzzkill. I know. Great. I was totally took my excitement and joy and dicked it up. Uh, can you get me excited a little bit and tell me what's the nose in that wonderful glass you got there? Yeah, man. So let me just give you a little background before I get into it. We're talking to Samuel Maverick. This is their Alamo whiskey, um, which was actually like a limited edition run. This one is 22 months, 22 months and 24 days old. So it doesn't quite meet the bourbon to your men. And it's technically a Texas single malt, but I'll tell you, it has those traditional Texas whiskey properties and this is one of my favorites so far that i've had for a texas whiskey and i'm not just saying that because i went to the distillery tour and it was freaking amazing which i'll tell you about here in a minute but it reminds me a lot of like iron root how it's got this on the nose like sweet corn um this it's like faint oakiness to it and like just cinnamon spice like nutmeg situation on the nose if you're really searching you got this like charred berries or like freshly canned berries something like that you know kind of antioxidants are coming out a little bit but i really like this one man i i really do like especially the nose it's it's one i'd go back to nice what's your grade so the nose is gonna be an a minus Ooh, and that's all right. Even if you're giving it bonus points because you went to the distillery, they mm-hmm. gave you the experience, they gave you a ride. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, so back to this Wood Myers. So, would you consider this a boo rye, like high west boo rye? It's a blend, boo-rye. right? Rye. I like that. Boo rye. Uh, I don't know what it is, it's good on the nose. Um, so for 110. You get similar Texas features. You get the young corn, definitely. But with a little bit better vanilla honey mix going on there. And it's actually bringing out, because there's very few that will actually give that Texas young corn, like that'll be the best part of the nose. That might actually be what's going on with this one. Slight perfume to it. 
but yeah, that vanilla honey twirl with that that Texas corn is coming out, and at that sweet spot of one ten, it uh it burns a little higher than that. But I'm gonna give that a solid B, B on the nose. So you've had this one already. You've drank it a little bit. Have you found at all that after you have a sip, the nose gets a little better or it changes it all for you on this one? Um, so I had batch 11, like I said. And if I'm comparing mm-hmm. it, this one is a little spicier on the nose. That corn is there. I would go with the nose on batch 11 from you know my notes. Um, it does mellow out. Uh, so perfect example. We were talking about earlier. I had that 93 proof, the blue note. What was it? The, the, uh, I got it right here. The juke joint blue note. Mm-hmm. I, I texted you right away. It happened to me again. Wasn't very happy with it at first. 93 proof crafted in Memphis, unfiltered, cool looking label. Um, but it grew on me. It did. The, the flavors blended a little bit better. The nose came together. The taste went together well. I put it on ice. Usually that'll fix some. That didn't fix it much. Made it nice old-fashioned. That did the job perfect, down to about four of those. But then I found myself sipping on, like, the last third of the bottle. Could have been the high temperature and the cold river water that did that on my vacation. But it got the job done. It was, it, like I said, it's worth the label. It's like 20, it was like 27 bucks. It wasn't bad at all. Um, but yeah, if that was my long answer to your simple question, sure. The nose can change on me. So I like where you went. Cause I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. I went and got my haircut for the first time in two years at a barber or a parlor. I usually cut my own hair. It's usually, you can tell if you can see me, but I got a professional haircut. And when I went to this um, parlor, the I took my son with me and I got my haircut first. And then they had a small serve yourself bar there as well. And pretty good selection, man. They had Elijah Craig, Rye. Um, they had the um, they had Smoke Wagon, the not not uncut, unfiltered, but like the regular bourbon. And then they had Blackridge. And I hadn't had Blackridge before. Remember which one I'm talking about? So back up. You didn't try the Elijah Craig Rye. I did not. Okay. That's she a, she that's a green one. Yeah. I haven't picked that one up yet. I've seen it multiple times. All right. Because that's the one I would have tried. Well, I had to try the Black Ridge one because I was looking at it and all I could think was basketballs. And I had to see if I could pick up the same basketball notes that you keep was talking about. Was it the port barrel? Uh it was the one with the black label. Right. But I don't think the Port Royal cast has like a has like a violet. Oh, okay. No, it was just regular Blackridge then. But I didn't get the the basketballs off of it, so I was a little disappointed. But it wasn't bad. I mean, for a quick sipper. I'll try the yeah. rye next time I go there. Nice. Yeah, you just keep going there because the haircuts before were self-serve though? Like you just grab that sucker and pour you some? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you pay? No, I mean, I paid for my haircut, but no, it was just a, hey, help yourself. No like, way. Yeah. Man, I'm going to have to talk to my barber about that. <laughs> See, down here in H-Town, we got a full uh, a full bar, <laughs> like a full-on bar bartender 
And uh, yeah, it's definitely not serve yourself. Maybe it always won't be that way. I mean, it's it's not the biggest uh, parlor, but it was really cool because apparently one of her clients is a distributor. So like she kind of like barters with them liquor for uh, for haircuts. So I was that like, right. awesome. Yeah, that's a great deal. A regular job right then and there. <laughs> I mean, granted, I only act like three days a week, but I would quit my regular job and and do that. But um, cool, man. Cool. Two rabbit holes throws me for a loop. What are we going to next? All right, so let's get into the third dram. So this is going to be our section. We're just going to call sports drama. So this is really just all of the random shit that's popped up on ESPN or Instagram or Barstool Sports or whatever we've seen over the last like two, three weeks. Um, so it's maybe not going to be the most relevant stuff to as we're recording or when this gets released, but I think it's something that we can all relate back to. Um, it, what do you want? Where do you want to start? I mean, we got some com- we got some topics thrown out here. Do you want to start with Brady, the goat? Yeah, we can go to Brady. What, what's wrong? Nothing wrong with Brady. It's I'm just a little distracted. Uh, it's uh, 103, 107. Atlanta's down now. Three minutes left. We've got another exciting NBA playoff game. These things, these games are just awesome. Um, what did what did old Brady do now? So two Brady things. The Madden 22 cover got leaked. And it's just him and Mahomes sitting there, right? Like there, there could have been so many better options for them. Like they did a whole photo shoot, obviously, and that's what they come up with, and they're just sitting on the ground or sitting on a bench. What the fuck I is that? See, I did see that. Did you see the meme where they just took like the Mahomes cover from like last year, or the year before, duct taped Tom Brady's face <laughs> next to his, and scratched <laughs> out the year, and they were like, "Saved you, saved you sixty bucks." <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's going to be the same game. Same yeah. game if you're a Madden fan. That franchise has kind of gone down the tank. You can take NCAA 14 that Kurt and I have talked about in the fat, in the past, and that's a better game, hands down, than either Madden since then. I wouldn't say that Madden's tanked. I think Madden's just so consistent and so awesome. You can't change it. <clears throat> oh, no. I think if you get into it, Madden's tanked. Madden 21, if you dug into it, the first release of it before they did updates, there were literally still banners. like Well, they had – and it said Madden 20. Like they did not go through the entire oh, game. So you're gonna, com- you're gonna compare the one year of COVID <clears throat> and the roller coaster that the sports world was on. <laughs> I don't give you start on electronic arts, dude. That that entire company's a cash grab cow. Oh boy. All right. So alert alert. Uh all right. So what was the next Tom Brady thing? Dude, the the Tom Brady when he, he made a comment about a team. Oh, the this that, motherfucker for me. Yeah, you're gonna stay with this motherfucker. <laughs> okay, yeah. So okay, okay. So there was to, to provide some background in case you hadn't heard of it, Tom Brady was asked, like, a, I guess a question about his free agency before he signed with the Bucks, And that one team towards the end of it, they decided to stick with who they had. And he said, y'all are going to, like, he couldn't believe it. He was literally like, y'all are going to stick with this motherfucker. So, so there's a lot of speculation. Who the fuck was he talking about? I'm going to go with your suggestion. That that actually sounds pretty accurate because if you think about it so before we get there who was it down to it was towards the end it was the chargers and the bucks could he have been talking about tyrod taylor i because doubt is, it maybe this was pre like yes yeah, pre yeah it's pre tyrod's and, injury obviously right and you know, what better plan than to draft that dude, 
bring in Tom Brady for a year or two. And then it, it is kind of funny that at the last, like, it was like L.A., no, Tampa Bay, L.A., Tampa Bay. It could have been L.A. being like, nah, we're good. We're going to roll with Tyrod. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I still think it's Garoppolo. Yes, and your suggestion does make sense, too. Because he wanted to play for San Francisco. And that's Garoppolo does have the, I can't believe, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he, he has that written on his face. Like, it's. Let's go with another L.A. team, though. Did he say he wanted to play for the Chargers? Or he said he wanted to play in L.A. Uh, I just remember kind of towards there at the end, it was L.A. or Tampa Bay. Like, those were like the two final destinations. So why wouldn't it be Goff? What do you mean? Like, if it had been the Rams? El- well, did he say L.A. Chargers or was it just L.A.? No, it, it was Chargers Rams. and Bucks. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah, I think it's I think it's Garoppolo. Then I don't think you would have said that about Tyrod. I mean, we've talked a lot about Tyrod. I know I joked about him like being a running back first, but that's the thing you can't with Tom Brady. He could literally be talking about any other any quarterback, other quarterback. in right. the NFL except for like okay, he could have said that about Aaron Rodgers too, though. Yeah, maybe Aaron, maybe Russell, maybe Deshaun pre lubrication. Um, like <laughs> he could have said a whole lot of dudes that fit in that sense like kirk cousin you're gonna go with that motherfucker instead of me <laughs> but nobody wants to play minnesota i like pick another place like you know uh who the hell <laughs> what's old boy who's been ran out of nick Foles? you're gonna stick with that much yes chicago trubisky. trubisky you're gonna stick with that motherfucker <laughs> like sticking sticking even Derek carr you're gonna stick with that motherfucker. like there's so many possibilities there that's a fair point that's a fair point i still think it's garoppolo um yeah. It had to be Garoppolo or Tyrod. Yeah. You brought it up. I didn't. You said Deshaun. Did you see? Like, I saw like a little blurb. I don't know how credible it was. He could be suspended up to two years. I did not say, I did not see two years. Okay. Uh, I did say the whole, whole possible exempt list for a year, depending on everything. But yeah. I mean, the sucky thing about this is like, I can't even. Like, he is going through possibly the worst thing in his career, and he was so bad in Houston that he's still going to get all through this. And word on the streets is that he's still going to be like, oh, no, like, I, I still want out. Like, like I don't want to be here. Like, that's how bad it is in Houston. Like, holy hell. Like, if I'm the man, like, can I at least, like, the GM of the Texans would be like, hey, you remember that whole pre-massage <laughs> thing? You think we sleep that on the rug, maybe just get back to football? <laughs> nah, I'm good. Where am I going? Like, this is. But I'm, the shitty thing is, like, someone's going to pick him up. It's not yeah. shitty at all. That's that's what's. But Kaepernick couldn't get a job. Well, that's. That's a whole. It's a, it's a weird rule world, man. Okay, I mean, I'm not. I can't be. I'm You're not, not wrong. wrong. And well, okay. Let me ask you this. And I, I, this is not my stance on Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick should have gotten a, a job, a job, a shot, a even shot. a shot for and a job. not that one tryout where <clears throat> he was given the tryout and then changed the location. But he should have been like given a realistic shot. Um, if Kaepernick's playing like Deshaun Watson at the time. Does he get a shot? I think the question turns into I, who gives him the shot. Yeah, maybe. And I, I think that if you think about Kaepernick and how he was playing 
immediately before all that, it wasn't as great as football. But he had, but before that, he had two really solid seasons. But he was not, he was well, not Deshaun exactly, Watson. And that's superstar. where it turns into a shot. That's, that's a fair point. What shot? Like, ooh, shot. and then does he even be in quite like is San Francisco considering like getting rid of him? You know, if he's playing at Deshaun's level at that time. I don't know. I think you'd have to take our whole social environment into play there, and that's a, that's a factor you really cannot put a, put a you can't put a tag on yet. Nice. So, that's an interesting point, yeah, though. Yeah, that's just, um, it's not a point that I'm the one who, who's just brought up, but that's just since we're talking about it, Sean. Uh, the Bucks are dribbling up the court. They're down three, 13 seconds. We've got a game. Trey Young just iced two free throws, and the Bucks are not putting themselves in a good position right now. Giannis is fouled right underneath the basket. That was not a good possession for them unless he somehow misses this free throw on purpose and they can make it two possessions. Um, what else? What else we got drama-wise? I'll keep you posted on the score of this game. We're talking a little L.A., a little California. We're talking a little Houston, Texas. So let's talk about a guy who kind of floats between two two places, a little uh, Aggie, hometown hero, oh, college station guy <laughs> playing out in L.A. Just flew into to, to what, college station today or the day before and gets picks, picked up by the Texas A&M Police Department for marijuana possession. Dude was trying to sneak a was... grinder onto a private jet, or was it a regular airline? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either, but he was picked up by Texas A&M PD, so it tells me it was at the airfield, which they have privy over. Yeah, so I was like, dude, old dude, like, <laughs> you play in L.A. Like, what are you doing going back to College Station, Texas? Go visit Mama. And then I, I heard... Poor dude was born and raised in AM, so he was just cult following his whole life. Like, oh, all right, well, I'd probably be maybe some reefer myself. I don't know. Like, that makes total sense. 550 bucks, though, he's out on, on bond or whatever. That's such oh. bullshit, though. Did you see LeBron's reply to it? Something about, uh, uh, did he put like a meme? Yeah, he put a gif. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Giannis makes uh, both free throws, 114-113. Atlanta's going to have the ball, 5.3 seconds left. Another exciting game in the NBA. Uh, yeah, this will be a slap on the wrist. I don't... shouldn't even be that, though. I mean... No, it shouldn't, but... It's, it should be like a ticket. It's so dumb. Once again, All dude, right. just, why are you in college station? <laughs> don't get me wrong. Dixie, why is Mama not living in Houston? Don't get me wrong. Like, Dixie Chickson's cool and all. You know what? I honestly can't tell you if the chicken is good there or not. It is. It is? Yeah, I've had okay. it. Okay, I know the beer's good. The beer's very good. Um, Ice cold pitchers. Yeah. $5. Um, I, I don't want to be Barcel Sports, but like the Ben Zorba shit's just funny. I mean, and it's not funny because he got cheated on by his Oh, is that the pastor. World Series MVP? Yeah, who's his wife, wife who's, a, who's a Christian pop star. And yeah, his wife cheated on with the pastor. The shitty part is the pastor. Christians, all right. I mean, (laughs) dude, the shitty thing is the pastor is also the um, like the CEO or the chairman of his foundation, his charitable foundation. Like that's a double slap in the wrist. Like the two people you should be able to trust the most are your business partner and your wife, and they both fucked you. I mean, or your they fucked each other. Your pastor or your wife? Yeah, Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a business partnership that keeps going. yeah, that's a crazy thing, man. That's rough when you used to be talked about as the World Series champ. Who is, 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 who is he with now? Uh, I don't think he's playing. I think he's retired. 
Mm. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's inbounding the ball. Trey Young is dribbling it out, and he gets fouled. 4.6 seconds. Um, there's a whole lot going on in baseball right now. They're doing the pitching substance stuff now, where they're stopping pitchers and checking them, and pitchers what are, they are for, getting like, pine tar. Yeah, they're checking for anything. So and there's stupid. some pretty funny videos. There's an A pitch, A's pitcher last night. He literally ripped off his belt and dropped his pants. Like they're getting <laughs> irate and they're getting annoyed. But and where did this all stem from? Like, what was the what was the? So was the I texted my baseball buddy, like legit baseball buddy, coach, and everything. And I was like, "What do you make of all this? Like, is and he, you know, he gave me the true baseball like it's because he goes you know they've been doing it forever which of course i've known that um you know one of the michael pineda with the yankees in 2014 i won't forget the substance on his neck that was just beaming in the light and was on national television like i know that they've been doing that forever but i was like is it worth because baseball let's face it it's not exciting as it is so then you're taking away some just a little tweak by pitchers, but then you're doing these stoppages, and then you had the short Scherzer and the Girardi thing last night where they had a stare down, which that was cool and exciting. But I, I was like, you know, is this worth it? And he goes, I think the he goes, and he made a good point. He thinks that the problem is that it's now literally a strikeout, a home run, or a walk in baseball. Like at almost every at bat now, and he goes, "This is their way of limiting the strikeouts." Which, let's face it, what's more exciting, the strikeout or the home run? Yeah. Um. So he made a really awesome point with that, but I was like, I still don't think it's worth it. I don't think it, like baseball's already, unless you're at the game, it's struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I struggle to watch it on TV unless you're like a hardcore baseball guy. I love going to the game though. Going to the game is fucking awesome. Yeah. We've um. That. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't. I don't, it looks so dumb. Like they're picking these pictures. Like, dude, just, <laughs> I mean, come on. A little blind tar, a little jalapeno from the nose, like in Major League. Like, just somebody's going to do something. I'm come on, wipe, man. Wipe my hair with my sweat. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Maybe gel your hair before the game. Let it mm-hmm. sweat and soak in a little bit. There you go. Oh, Bucks for the tie. Game over. Hawks take game one. Hawks are rolling. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. Oh, I'm going to change my prediction there, son. Um, Yeah, so baseball's – I couldn't tell you, you know, which teams are awesome right now besides the Padres, but I can tell you there's a cheating wife with a pasture and pitchers getting pissed off because they're getting checked for everything and anything. I mean, like, this is just the latest example of, like, cheating in baseball. Like, it's like the one sport where people are constantly cheating. They're just finding a new way to do it, and it's not really new. It's just a 100-year-old way to do it. Everybody forgot about. I mean, these, they've been using pine tar or some substance like that before it was even on TV. We used to listen to games on the radio. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that's, and I think that's where the pitchers are like, are you serious? Like, you're going to do this, like, now? Uh, I think it was a Rays pitcher that was actually saying that it causes an injury to him. Pine tar? No, getting rid of the substance, like the subtle little substances they used, like whether it be, you know, tar, whether it be sun sun lotion, mm. like 
getting rid of that completely. He said that caused an injury. I didn't see the interview. Could have been joking? Could he have been serious? I don't know, but it's just sad that that's what we're talking about with baseball and like not how awesome the Astros are doing or how bipolar the Yankees have been this year or I don't know, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. I just don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> but I do know I got a pallet on this. What do you got there, buddy? Yeah, I've got a pallet. Yeah, you go first. I'll go last. Okay. Definitely pack some heat for 110. Um, like if I blind tasted this, I'd say 120, 125-ish. Little raisin, little cherry, dry cherries. It's like a dry fruit. Definitely not, you know, not red cherry. Um little bit of the classics but this thing punches you in the mouth and it's like a good punch like i enjoy it and i understand the bourbon and rye i see it little classic little spicy that burn is a spicy burn um but yeah i i see why i like it at that 110 proof yeah that is kind of your uh, your sweet spot traditionally mm-hmm. um so what about the grade on that thing, man? I'm going to stick with – I'll give it B plus, And I'm going off of like Batch 11 as well. I'm going to say that the okay. taste on Batch 11 was even better than Batch 12. Because um, this one has more of a – it leaves like a little bit of mouthwash feeling when you, when you take it down. <laughs> uh, so Batch 11 definitely gets the thumbs up for me. This was going to be also – Batch 11 probably would have got a B plus on the nose – and the taste for me, but these ones are both going to get a B as well. Solid product. All right. So let me hit you up with uh, the 90 proof Alamo whiskey. So overall, like there is an oaky bitterness throughout this, right? Um, And there's a little bit of a Texas funk, but that's what we've kind of come to know is like the the corn sweetness, right? This is not nearly as aggressive as like a traditional Balcones product. And that's why I'd give it a likeness to like Iron Root. So if you see Maverick Whiskey and you like Iron Root, you like a little Texas funk. This is even very similar to that Brazos River uh, Whiskey, which I picked up, which is out of College Station. Um, it It's good. There's a sweetness to it, um, which is very corn-driven. But for the taste, I would say this punches above its weight class as well. Like for a 90 proof, this is more like a 105, 110 proof taste, um, but it's not overly aggressive. It's not offensive, if you will. Um, I like it. I really do. And I added a little water to it just to see if I can bring out maybe some of the more of the flavors. Added about, I don't know, a dropper or two. And I got more of this like hidden sweet cinnamon flavor to it, which I really enjoyed. It was very much like a, I don't know, cinnamon toast crunch kind of feel. Um, but overall I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it a B plus on the palate. It, it, you've got to take into account. This is not your traditional bourbon. This is a Texas single malt. And that's where I'm kind of driving my grade from. If I was putting this like, I don't know, like step to step or side by side with that George T. Sag we had, um, it's not going to compete. 
because the George C. Sag is just so much better, right? But it's a different class. Different you got to kind of yeah. put this in this like Texas single malt and compare it to what you've had. That's why I'll give it a, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, no, this is up there with Texas whiskeys for me. I'm glad you went in that route. Uh, we did have a glass of George T. Stag. Uh, it was fucking awesome. was awesome, even at the time and the number of drinks we had. We did a wine night that night. Um, I forgot about drinking wine that night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy Italian cooking, and you've got to do some wine with Italian cooking. So that led to several drinks and then to a, hey, let's go to a whiskey bar. So that was awesome. We had a good time with that. And George T. Stag did not disappoint. That was your first time, right? It's my first time. Pop the cherry. I bet the wives would agree that was a better first time topic than, you know, other possible outings we could have had. But Oh, yeah, for sure. Hashtag dad life. Um, this one is up there. I'm still trying to think, you know, when I think of Texas whiskeys, is it the best one I've had? It's not Prideful Goat, but it's up there. I have a hard time putting Prideful Goat in this uh, in this category. Cause Just because it's made in bourbon. Yes. All right. Wow. All right. Coming back from that quick break. Um, Kurt and I tried to get Ed on the phone with us. Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to make it tonight. So I'm going to do the injustice of telling our little distillery tour story. So Kurt's going to stop me if he has any questions, but I'll pause a little bit here as we talk about specific instances. What I really want to do is paint a picture for our listeners and just give some insight because Kurt, you've gone on some distillery tours. I've gone on some brewery ones before, but this has been like my, my full like kind of in-depth experience. So my dad decided he was going to come into town for Father's Day. And Eddie and I had this tour already lined up. We were going back and forth between, do we want to go to Maverick? Do we want to go to Ranger Creek? We want to hit both. Uh, we ultimately landed on, hey, let's try Busted Sandal on the way to Maverick. Because I really like Busted Sandal. And let's go to Maverick and do like this whole like VIP tour experience. Um, at, at the end of this, if you don't listen to anything else, if you ever go into a distillery tour and you have the option, just pay the little bit extra for the VIP or the, the private tour if you can, because typically there's some additional perks to it that you won't get with a standard tour. And I really think it gives that next layer of like experience and knowledge and more like personal one-on-one -on -one relationships to these guys who actually work there and do all of this work to give you that product. Just to give some backstory, uh, we got there Saturday and went in, paid our dues, everything like that. We had some time to kill before the actual tour started. So cool thing about Maverick is they've got a whole like restaurant um, right above uh, on the second floor. And it's a three-story building uh, on the second floor. We go up there, have some drinks, have some charcuterie. Freaking amazing. They've got a whole like restaurant experience there. Like I'm talking like high-end, like beef steaks, you know, fish, the whole nine yards. The coolest thing though, that I think is just this little nugget Dude, they brew their own beer there. And I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, they've got the equipment to do it. I, well, I mean, I, I realized that, but I did not realize that it was legally required for a distillery. You cannot actually bring in any other spirits or alcohol into that building and sell it. You have to only sell your stuff, which is not true for a brewery, but it's true for a distillery. So a little fun nugget uh, there for Texas law. I Now that you say it, I did have a glass at, at um, Gulf Coast Distillery. I had a light blonde. Um, was it, one, it was one of their beers? 
I mean, if if what you're saying is correct, because it was one of those things where I was so pumped for the whiskey, I was like, "What do you got?" It's like, "Oh, blah blah blah, 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 blah. We have this dark beer. Blah blah, blah blah blah. We have this light beer." I was like, "Okay, give me the light beer because I'll be yeah. drinking whiskey." So uh, that's all. But if that makes sense, yes. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting little nugget just for like the uh, the history history big books there. Um, but a little bit of background about this, like. This is a building. Um, it was formerly the Lockwood National Bank, located downtown San Antonio, about literally a block and a half, a hundred yards away from the Alamo, dude. And it's right there. And this has been a bank. It was like four different banks, but it was also it was also a fire station twice, and both times it burned down. Well, the fucking irony hmm. here. That's <laughs> bad luck. Exactly. That is bad luck or something else going on. I'll give you a little insight to that here in a minute. Um, but think about this. This is a bank, so it's got to have a vault, right? It's a old fire station, so it has a basement, and that's important here. Um, and I'm not going to give the whole, tour, the whole tour away, but Samuel Maverick was a guy that was at the Alamo, but did not fight at the Alamo against Santa Ana. He actually had to go to um, I believe it was Houston to sign the Texas Declaration of Independence, right? He goes there, comes back, everybody's dead, right? So he comes back and he knew of these guys. He was friends with these guys. He drank whiskey and made whiskey with these guys. And originally from South Carolina, he decides, you know what? I'm going to stay here and I'm going to buy 60 acres right here. And I'm going to become a land baron in Texas and goes home, courts his wife, brings her, her back. They have like 12 kids there. And they have a mass, I believe, like 10,000 acres over their, their life. And it's a completely amazing story. But he was a land baron. He was a whiskey maker. Um, and he was, a, he was a in the military. Crazy life. Crazy dude. Um, but over time, his land gets kind of divvied up over um, generations and comes down to this one plot of land becomes Lockwood National Bank many, many years later. Um, the owner of Maverick Distillery is actually a direct descendant of Samuel Maverick and gets some documents from his grandmother. And one of those documents is one of the original whiskey recipes that Samuel Maverick distilled back in the day with his buddies at the Alamo and afterwards. Crazy shit. Crazy shit. That's actually uh, a pretty legit story. And come to find out, it had like tar and like some other shit that you obviously can't put in whiskey nowadays and it's regulated. But like, I don't know. After trying some whiskeys these days, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. Um, yeah, some of them are a little bit of bitey, but this recipe, this Alamo whiskey that I'm drinking right now is actually a special edition, special run, and it is essentially that same recipe that Samuel Maverick put together, minus all the shit you can't put it in, any, put in it anymore, but that's where it comes from. Um, so, it was awesome to learn all that history about this place, dude. Um, the the spirits are doing their, they're doing gin, they're doing traditional Texas single malt that you'll, you'll see as their bourbon, right? Um, they do this Alamo whiskey. They do it a Resposado, which is not quite a tequila, very moonshiny, I would say, when I tasted it. And they do a white rum as well. And dude, they had cocktails like crazy. Like this is one of those kind of like higher end places, probably very similar to like the Italian place you went to. Like you go there and you just feel like a step above what you should because you just hey, feel like just you get don't. me the give me that freaking table over there <laughs> exactly a little uh, tony soprano action it's going cool. on yeah get your best out here yeah um 
But the cool thing, and once again, I think this is like the nail in the coffin for me on what you do. The reason why you get the VIP or the private tour, a lot of these places, is we got to go into their cellar and try their barrel-proof whiskeys. So I got to try their barrel-proof stuff for like 125, 130 proof, their regular whiskey that they sell, their bourbon, but also their unreleased weeder. And you open up the bung? We did. We did. You popped we, open the bunghole? Yeah, we we did, but this was a little bit different than I've seen traditionally. Like this was literally, we had to pop a finishing nail off the top to get the air in, and then, then we popped a nail out of the bottom and then like literally pulled it right into a beaker and then had to put the, the nail back in. And we were doing this by hand, so you have whiskey all over your hand. It was an awesome experience. That is uh, awesome. And then they poured in these little glasses, and they're not glens, but they're like little snifters. Um, but the it's about the same size as a glen, like volume-wise, and we got to keep them. Mm-hmm. It's fucking badass. Um, How much was the VIP tour? So the regular tour was 15 bucks. The VIP, I think, was 50 Okay, that's not it's not terrible yeah exactly um so it's probably like two and a half hours long had a great time um there's a lot more history i'm not going to ruin it for anybody um on the details but this place is haunted which you can imagine with it being a firehouse has been burned down twice and it being within the vicinity of the alamo itself um it is haunted they have a really good story behind it highly recommend even if you're just into like ghost stories or like you like to go you know uh ghost hunting or anything like that or you just love whiskey with a little bit of history Go to this place, get the VIP tour, and listen to the ghost story, dude. But be prepared, nice. especially if you're female. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't go- know what that means. But- the uh, the ghost is a little choosy about who it likes to interact with. Okay. Well, yeah. hashtag cancel culture. Cancel culture these <laughs> days. All right. Um, well, we're gonna get me some of this sweet ass Maverick stuff. Uh. So right now they're only distributing, my understanding is like twin liquor specs here within the San Antonio area. Maybe it's like maybe liquor bueno or something like that. But Are you that guy, did you tell him you do a whiskey podcast? I told him a little bit. I didn't get into details. Yeah, I asked him if it was okay uh, if did, I tagged him. I asked him if it was okay uh, if I tag you, you and like post key. pictures. Yeah. They're they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the dude we went with um, You're like, oh yeah, you're our sixteenth whiskey podcast today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The funny thing is, I don't think they do many of these VIP tours, man. Um, Because he was like, the last one was a couple months ago. I'm like, why are people not trying to do this more often? Well, I I can answer, I can touch on that just a little bit. Whiskey is very, very popular. But uh, like from my experience, the the Gulf Coast tour I went to was actually a pretty good size. So how many people were there with your? It was literally the three of us. Okay. Uh, no, this was much more than that because it was the tasting and everything. But I think you get in the whiskey, you get the the big name hunters. You know yeah. what I mean? Not so much the science behind it, not so much the independence, not so much like that crap, not so much the craft beer talking that we did a couple weeks ago. Um, it's definitely the big name and the rare bottles that are going to get the the whiskey. You know, they'll stand in line. Yeah, they'll stand in line for hours for a rare, expensive, big name bottle, but they won't go through this awesome experience that I know exactly what you're talking to because I've done it a couple times, and you've actually inspired me. I'm going to look up, uh, starting with the Swiftmeyers, when to do their tour. Like, you know, dude, let me know the day. I'll try to make it. I won't go with you, dude. Houston is beer craft, you know, whiskey. It's the place to be, and I'm sure San Antonio is the same way. I think it's just Texas in general, man. I, I, yeah, you know, you, we talked about this. Like, as bourbon and whiskey get so much more well known, 
yeah, there's a, it's harder to get special bottles, but more people get into the game. And, and frankly, it's a, it's not an exact science. It's a, it's a craft. It's a passion. And meeting these people that have taken that to like the actual tangible level is, is amazing. And when you put a history behind it, I mean, I don't know, dude, this is a cool ass bottle. I don't know if I've shown you, I'm just going to show it up real quick. I saw the, I saw the picture. It's pretty like, It's got like this green glass effect. It looks very much like an, um, like an old apothecary bottle. Um, uh, the car and swordfish. No, I mean like like when you went to an apothecary, like back in the day, like everything was like green glass. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Clear. Oh yes, an apothecary. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. <sighs> yeah, you suck sometimes. Apo- um, apothecary. Apothecary. That's a fun word to say. It sounds like you put a three over Steph Curry. Apothecary. Anyway, <laughs> pretty. Uh, no, that's exciting stuff. Definitely. So, Definitely one thing sounds like a fun trip, dude. It was awesome. The one thing that I was really excited about is Mike, my, my dad, and I. We went on the tour, and like, I think Ed said he liked a regular bourbon, if I remember correctly. But my dad and I were both like, No, we like the weeder. And the guy said, like, You're the first people to say they like the weeder regular and the reg- more than the regular bourbon. Like, a barrel don't bourbon. tell me, you, did you tell him you're a weeder bitch? Did I did you not. Tell him I left, I left that out of there. To, I kind of wanted, wanted to tell after that, that many so drinks, bad. I kind of wanted to. Um, yeah, sounds but, like you had a busy day, but they were like, Hey, you know. I was like, can we buy a couple bottles? I was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, well, can we go with the Alamo whiskey? Because that's like the special edition one. And they're like, the girl's like, well, I don't have any down here. And then our, our tour guide, he's like, we'll call up to the bar and see if they've got any. And so they call over the radio and the GM. She's like, uh, yeah, we don't have any down here. Uh, do we have any Alamo up there? And the bartender's like, uh, let, let me see. Uh, yeah, we've got two. And she goes, well, can we sell them? And the GM pops on the mic and goes, sell them. <laughs> it was awesome. And this, oh, so okay. And was that the tour guy that? That wasn't that the was, no. The tour guy wasn't the GM. Okay. Uh, but the GM was on the radio. I I talked to him earlier. He's like, sell him. Like, I was like, sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's what you get when you go do these things in person. That's cool. Yeah, badass experience. Highly recommended. Either if you're here in San Antonio or, or staying downtown and want two and a half hours, three hours, to do some badass. Call him ahead of time. Get a VIP door, dude. It's awesome. There you go. Cool. Um, well. Definitely sounds like it was worth the trip. Now you tell me, you ended up buying how many bottles there? Uh, my dad and I each bought one. Okay, and you got the the Alamo. He got the Alamo as well. Yeah. Okay. Two year, you said. Uh, twenty two months, twenty four days. This one. Yep. Uh, price. Eighty. Okay, I'll give me the rating. So I'm gonna take everything to an effect, or I'm gonna take everything into account here, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna understand the fact that I'm going to be a little homer or I'm going to try to get away from the fact that I'm a little homer that I really like the experience, like the distillery, like the people. And I'm going to really try to put this on like its own, like plane. When you look at Texas whiskey, and I know I just went through this. It's, it's different. It's a Texas single malt. It's, it's a different experience. It's not your traditional bourbon. Keeping that in mind, I would say if you're just like bourbon, you like whiskey, I think this is a B plus in the entire scope of it. But if you look at like Texas whiskeys from what I've had, including Garrison Brothers, Balcones, Iron Root, I'm not taking Prideful Goat into consideration here. Um, Ranger Creek and, and this one, the five I can think off the top of my head, this is an A minus. I mean, this is, this is a good Texas whiskey. And the cool thing about it is when I had this conversation with them as they're starting to expand, they're going to continue to barrel and age stuff in their basement, in their cellar, they're on the property, but they're also going to expand production where they're actually going to be 
aging this stuff in like south of San Antonio. We had a conversation like that's a different whiskey. Like that is a different whiskey. It's going to age differently, like the ins and outs of the barrel and the heat and the cold. And you put it in like a warehouse or something like that in South Texas versus a basement, which doesn't fluctuate as much temperature down in the, you know, downtown San Antonio. Those two different products. So um, I'm really curious to see what they do next. Really curious. But answer your question, B plus overall, A minus if you're talking about Texas whiskey in general. That was definitely a dick answer. You know me, dude. I dick it up. I like the way you did. I mean, I picture we're talking three rivers in a room somewhere with South Texas heat. Yeah, I, I could see mesquite flowing through the air. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I definitely know what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, I like the way you did mention you don't consider prideful goat because I know it's Kentucky bourbon on the bottle. I, I can see that being I can see your reasoning there. This is this is up there with Texas whiskey as well. I'm definitely now interested to try the one you have, uh, but this was good. And I've seen other Whitmire's. I, I can't tell you. I know I saw one today, $80. It was limit one per person. Uh, so they didn't really have some other products out there that I do want to get my hands on. Thus might be looking to see to take a tour soon. Uh, if I had batch 11 with me, I probably would have given it a B plus. Very good. And it's so funny. We've talked about him before. He's the godfather of, I think, sports port, uh, <laughs> sports podcasts. David Portnoy, who does his pizza ratings, he'll say like 7.4. That's a solid score, especially when he says that's what I typically give, you know, my Neapolitan. That's a solid score for a Texas whiskey when it comes to me. I mean, the 11 getting a B plus. This one, batch 12 gets a B for me. I like what they're doing. I like the bourbon and rye combination. I love the proof. The price was $32. So I bought two of these. Really good. And that was one of the range. No, I take that back. I take it back. 38. Sorry, 38. Because it was 40 even with tax. Um, Does not change my mind whatsoever. Solid B. Good stuff. Cool looking wine bottle looking thing. I had seen it all over like the Houston Bourbon Society page. Uh, the Katie Bur- Bourbon Mafia page, um, you know, all over social. And I gave it a try and I'm glad I did. And I'm glad I bought this second bottle. So go give it a try. Go give it a try if you're like bourbon and rye. Interesting. It is. You can't go wrong, dude. I mean, it's got to be like the perfect blend of like spice and sweetness. The And it was in the rye section. It was? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I might grab that one next. The one that I'm looking at their website right now that interests me is the, the single barrel cast strength, which interesting enough is only looks like bottled at 112 proof, but you're saying that that Burai, I'm going to call it a Burai, um, is 110. So not too far off their cast strength. Yeah, no, they, that's, and that may be the one that I saw today. Day on the shelf. I'm looking because they do vodka and gin. It's a, it's do, a uh, it's a pretty small bottle with a like a blue label on it. Okay, the bourbon rye rye whiskey single barrel Texas whiskey Texas peach whiskey, which yeah. I I don't think I'll buy that. But if I'm I, at a tour and you offer me it, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I'll tell you. I'm sorry. I know we're we'll get off on a tangent real quick. I tried their Resposado, the, the 
and Maverick, I tried their Resposado as well as their gin and their regular whiskey. The gin really surprised me, dude. I'm not usually a gin guy. Like, I don't like the whole pine needle taste. And this was smelled very piney. But then when you tasted it, it was, it was more smooth like a, I don't know, like a proofy vodka. But uh, <clears throat> interesting. I have no arguments there. I told you one of the best things from that last tour I went on was their, it was like essentially their white dog. But it was um, blue corn. It was good. It was good. If I wasn't buying such a big hitter like Prideful Goat that night, I probably would have scored me a bottle of that. Um, but yeah, totally agree with you. Well, we got two good Texas grades. You want to get them over that goal line tonight? Let's do it. All right. So recapping, we had an actual awesome night on the sports in the sports world, we had a Hawks victory in game one. We had the Islanders goal in overtime that I just saw. We talked a little drama, talked a little baseball drama. We talked good Texas whiskeys. We talked tours. Hope we kind of got some ideas to go check some of them out because it really is a different experience. And I mean, I've been to, you know, small hole in the wall ones like in Stinton, Texas to huge ones here in Houston, Texas. And they're all awesome experiences. If you truly enjoy whiskey, um, Dick, why don't you hit him with the socials one more time? All right. Thanks for that, Kurt. So, of course, Drammers, we say it every episode. Follow us on the socials at uh, 4thDram, 4THDRAM. Also, hit us the hashtag, 4THDRAM. Uh, follow us on Facebook, 4thDram and Goal. And then you can always email us old school um, at 4THDRAM and Goal, all one word, at gmail.com. Want to hear from you? Why don't you tell your friends about us? Um, you know, I feel like we listen to our competition out there on a regular basis to see really what we're playing with. And I feel like we've got a pretty good thing going here. We just really want to spread the word. So um, listen to us and subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Audible CastBox, Podcast Attic, all that fun things. And like we bring our buddies on here, we we're always looking for new, fresh perspectives. Whether you're an avid whiskey nerd or you're in, new into the game or hell, you just want to talk sports with us. Um, give us a, you know, shoot us an email. Let us know what you want to do, and uh, happy to have you on anytime. Um, but, Kurt, before we sign off, this is kind of your bright and shining moment of the entire episode. Hit us with the quote, man. Well, since I had to correct you and we had to put the Las Vegas Raiders, and I got a cool snapback on of them. I mean, I like to be cool and edgy every now and then. I'm going to go with the great Al Davis from the Raiders franchise. We've talked about people who have started their own distilleries. We've talked about starting your own journey. Al Davis once said, they said you had to wait to take what the defense gave you. No, we're going to take what we want. Go out there, choose your journey, stick to a plan, go with it. So to the next snap, and to the next dream. Drink on, drammers. Drink on.